the Side Talks podcast. Uh-oh. Yeah. Coming in hot. So much energy. Keeping it upbeat, man. That's right. That's right. That's what we're all about on this podcast. What's up, ding-dongs? Hello, Cory Heads. Hello, kittens. Ah. Et cetera, et cetera. Right? I'm just keeping up yeah. the energy. Let's burger. Our, yeah, let's burger. Uh, we're going to get hit by a trademark <laughs> infringement on, <laughs> I on that. I don't give a shit. Um, yeah, you can't trademark let's burger. That's such a common phrase. Heartbreak just feels better in a place like this. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Walk carefully <laughs> here. Um, uh, you know, Kylie Jenner tried to trademark Kylie. I did see that. Yeah, um, and you know, you can't do Kylie Minogue was like, uh, hold up, bitch. Yeah. Hold up, bitch. Uh, I've been on this planet Who was here longer. first? Yeah. yeah. Love it. Well, and Paris Hilton the other day posted, today's the day, you know, that 30 years ago I invented the selfie or whatever. Oh, Lord. <laughs> She'll never stop. Never, never stop. Why would she? She's, she doesn't need to. I need her to keep going. She's such a good life just doing whatever it is that she does up to this point. I, she has she no is, reason to stop. She is a, a very popular DJ. Is she really? Yes. Is Have she you never good seen, at it? You need to see the Paris Hilton doc because there's a, mm. there's a sequence in it's not even a scene there's a sequence in this in this doc this is a hot wreck for everybody if you haven't seen it okay in which her boyfriend who's a real asshole uh-huh. shocker yeah, right I'm he's exactly what you stunned. think he's like definitely stunned. like he's definitely she's definitely met him at some kind of modern rave right <laughs> and so he he's drunk and be, acting like a baby and she's about to go on the stage in front of a ton of people which I'm sure the pressure's on sure. she's Paris Hilton yeah. she needs to perform and he, she basically says, "Cut his bracelets, cut his bracelets," and it's one of my favorite things. I ever, I try to say this whenever I'm in a fight with anybody. I'm like, "I'm fucking cut your bracelets." <laughs> People love it when they're actually really angry with me, and, I, and that's what I, that's my retort. And I'm like, "I'm gonna fucking cut your bracelet." <laughs> they love it, Corey. They I bet love they it. do. I bet they do. It goes over really well. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, good for her. Anyway, Get that whole there. sequence is it, it is. I'm not even doing it justice. You got to see this. It's like when Lindsay Lohan tries to return the lobster to the ocean because at the Lohan Beach Resort they don't do that there, but they absolutely do that there. Wow! So she clamped lobster hands from a freezing ice pit into the warm ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Lilo, we love you. Yeah, sponsor our podcast. Oh, man. I'll All right. We'll take whatever. That's hot. For $25,000, here is your first subject. What is it? Go. Uh, pickles. <laughs> oh, it's that time again. You just, I feel like we just recorded a What's the Shit, but Corey, get on point. I need you to try to tell me what these films are from the clips that we're going to play from you. This, okay. is the, uh, this is the digital version of what is it today. Are you ready? As soon I'm as ready. you know what it is, jump out there and say it. All right. I started easy. I've got 100,000 shares of stock. Your husband had to borrow against the stock to pay for the construction on your apartment. And we loaned him a considerable sum in addition to meet expenses his salary didn't cover. You're very clever, don't you? Trying to sweep the poor little widow under the carpet? Well, think again. I'm on the board of directors of this lousy company. I've got to know. I've got a part two to this. Okay. And it's brief. It's real. Like, it's going to go by really fast. But if you don't know it from part two, you don't know it. All right. Don't fuck with me, fellas! 
You don't know it. No. You know what that lousy company is? Mm-mm. Pepsi. What? This is Mommy Dearest. I've never seen Mommy Dearest. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Don't fuck with me, fellas. I mean, I thought it sounded it sounded initially like Kathleen Turner, and I got stuck on that. Yeah, but it I makes sense you. that it's Faye Dunaway. <sighs> what as a Joan great Crawford. fucking scene. Yeah. Okay. Don't. I just. I've always wanted to say that. In it's meeting. it's been on the watch list for a little while. I need to see it. It is next level camp, okay. and I love it. Okay. Love it. Love it. All right. All right. So. Should have known it. You yeah. didn't. It's okay. We're now. You're just trying to not. You've never missed all of them. I've never missed all of them. I don't think you're going to today either. Okay. Let's let's see though. Here we go. You into him? Because for me, as a U-Haul lesbian, that's tar. I'm, I'm <laughs> not too sure about old Olympic. But then, good job. I face him, <laughs> and I find myself nose to nose with his magnitude and inevitability. Hey, Brad, can you hit us with the second club just for fun? You knew it so quick. I kind of knew the, the U-Haul lesbian line was going to yeah. give it away, but whatever. Still. But you see, the problem with enrolling yourself as an ultrasonic epistemic dissident <laughs> is that if box talent can be reduced to his gender, birth, country, religion, sexuality, and so on, then so can yours. Yeah. God you know. When we did the podcast live and we were fighting, I think about what were we fighting? Mel Brooks, I think. You know, yeah, your, ep- your wife, Kathleen, turned to me and goes, that thing you did during that fight was very tar. <laughs> and I was like, I feel complimented, but I know that wasn't intended to be a compliment. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I went on into some kind of a tar rant. I need to go back and listen to that episode. Oh, Lydia Tar. She, She's very tar. Did she do anything wrong? We don't know. Uh, Who knows? Know. Well, let's best, see. Best movie of 2022. You got one down, one up. All right. So it's just like the Iron Bowl. Dan, what is it? What's happening? What is it? What's happening? Someone's shining a light through the window. Mm. Dan, listen this to one's me. tough. Hold on, sweetheart. I want to check this out. Dan. Dan, stay on the phone. This has got to be a joke. Someone's at the front door, sweetheart, playing a stupid joke. Uh, this one's tough. This one's really tough. Listeners, podcast at SidewalkFest.com, do you know it? Now, I've brought you a second one. Okay. I don't know if it's going to be helpful. Okay. And I'll also warn everybody, watch your ears, watch your volume as this comes up, because it does, it gets a little, there's a... Smash cut that makes it kind of loud here in a second, but yeah, I'm I hoping. Yeah, to take care of it for you. So yeah, let's hope. Let's let's see what you think, Corey. Some asshole got drunk and started taking this hundred year old business too seriously. Is this the fog? You got it, man. Yeah, I, th- I thought that's what it was from the first clip. But Impressive. This is the hundred year business is what gave it away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I would not have gotten this. So I, that's really, really good. All right. So you're doing pretty well. You're going to go for the 75%. Let's see. Let's see if you can get this one. All right. By the way, this is pure ambiance. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
You just gave me grunting <laughs> and score. You're going to see why in a second. All right. Oh, man. Some people really like that, and we're in our listenership. Was gonna, okay. People like to hear that. All right, here you go. I thought you might get it from just that, but hmm. it's okay. It's okay. Part two. Maybe you could do some writing just for me. Why? Because you're a smart person. And I bet you make a strong writer. Plus, I'm a teacher. I want to make sure you're getting something out of this. What the fuck is this? You know it. I don't even understand you. Oh, it's the whale. Yep. Oh, God, the two. Oh. Oh. Brad, can you play the first one again? Yeah, one sec. And that's it's just four. Him. It's just him going to what? town on a fucking pizza. Oh, God. <laughs> Questionable taste, so to speak. Oh, absolutely. But you would think it was a, a monster in a bog. So I really give it to the sound designer here. Yeah, I was thinking, like, is this the scene in The Revenant where right. DiCaprio is chowing down on, like, fucking right. raw buffalo Or is like a liver? zombie eating Yeah, No, he's just, like, no, it's just, it's just fully having sex the pizza. Yeah, wow. You know, once I was in a Crystal Hamburgers. <laughs> okay, uh, where's this going? In high school with a friend of mine. And um, this is, you know, I stopped eating meat many, many years ago, but this is when I still would have eaten the Crystal Burger. And I don't know if I was or not. I might have just been having some French fries. But regardless, we're sitting there and she's looking at me and she, the window's behind me and she goes, what the fuck is Mooey Mooey? Mooey Mooey? She's like, what the fuck is that? And I turn around, I'm like, boo, that's yum yum backwards because <laughs> on the window. <laughs> And so now whenever a food thing happens that I think sounds good, I'm like, mooey, mooey. I've been doing it for like 70 years, y'all. Amazing. Anyway, that scene is mooey, mooey. Oh, yeah, it's sure. Not so mooey, sure mooey. it is. Oh, you did, you did really good. 75%. I, I missed the obvious one that I think most of our listeners probably knew. Yeah, um, that's okay, though. But, you know, something's got to trip you up because yeah. we got to get, you know, I got to keep you from the 100%. I haven't but. seen every movie, just, no, just most of but them. But now you're definitely going to watch it, so we'll see. Yeah. If you don't like it, I'm going to fight you the hell. Uh, Okay, all right. Yeah, pretty good job. And now, a look at what we're watching this week. Well, you know, Corey, I, I'm going to say what I've been watching pretty, pretty quickly, because okay. I think you're going to cover some of the ground. I, I saw Thanksgiving, I saw it at the drive-in, I had a great time. I actually want to do something a little different, though, and just briefly tell you that I went and saw Steven Sanchez at um, Iron City, actually. Okay. And it was an amazing show. Yeah. It is in my top two or three of the year and probably top 10 to 20 of all time. Wow. It was a really, really incredible show. And part of why I mention it on the podcast is because, you know, we're not a music podcast, we're a film podcast, but he's doing this thing. And so Steven Sanchez obviously is it's very retro. He's got this kind of 50s thing going on and he's he's you know he's putting his money where his mouth is got the look down the sound down the whole thing it was really charming but throughout the set he tells a story uh-huh. and it's a very simple story it's like this it's a love story in which there's a you know there's a villain and the villain is coming to kill the um the the gentleman um quarter of this woman yeah, and yeah, yeah. um and and it, and so in between each song we get this little bit of a of a story, uh, this whole like troubadour thing, and I think I thought it was just like 
it, it's this combination of of the 1950s and then the sort of also a sound that's kind of like the, when the 50s were uh, – there was a resurgence in the 80s of the 50s because of the sort of generational thing that was happening. But then it's also this kind of kickback to like very vaudevillian 19, 1930s, actually like huh. early, early radio. Yeah. Um, and it's just really cool. So my recommendation is if you have an opportunity, even if you don't know his music or you don't really necessarily like his music, going to see Steven Sanchez, it's, it's an incredible, incredible performance. A really, really great show. Highly, highly recommended. I had a, had an amazing time. Um, was a sad when it ended. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Don't know a thing about him, so yeah, that'd be interesting to check out some of that music. Yeah, you should. And I mean, I think you might dig the music, but also I don't know when he'll be back in town again. But if you if you see that come come past your calendar, uh, highly recommended. Yeah. Okay. So what have you been watching? Well, I guess I, I've been watching a ton of stuff. Um, I. I did a virtual film festival, Doc NYC, watched mm-hmm. about yep. like a, more than 30 docs, cool. uh, doc features, cool. um, some of which I, I'd like to lure perhaps to submit to uh, Sidewalk uh, for consideration for our 2024 festival if they're still doing a festival circuit into next year. Yeah. But we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um and I, I've also been to the theater some. I, I want to highlight uh, some some of the movies that I've seen recently that uh, I think are going to be in the awards conversation for the next few oh, months. Oh, man, it's heating up. And by the way, yeah. uh, listeners, get ready because we're headed toward that season where we start spouting off our, our top of the list yeah. and also where we start seeing the things land that are going to – Perhaps be Oscar noms. Anyway, what what are what's on the list right now for you? Well, uh, two of the three that I'm going to talk about are definitely on that list. So I'll start with the one I saw uh, longest mm-hmm. ago. That's Alexander Payne's new movie, The Holdovers. Yeah, uh, starring Paul Giamatti and Divine uh, Joy Randolph. Um, it's a, a movie about a cantankerous teacher. So I kind of responded to it on that level. Well, that's kind of like I don't I don't love Sideways. Do you? I do love sideways. Okay. Well, I I'm seen making it in a, a note for a five minute fight, but is this the same character? No, no, it's it's a little warmer than sideways in a lot of ways. It's a, it's a little more you know sort of humanistic. Um, it's set in 1970 uh, at, during holiday break, and uh, Giamatti is the teacher who's been assigned to stay on campus with the boys whose parents have right. not come to pick them up. And really, it, it, at the end of the day. Um, it just ends up being this one boy and Giamatti's character and the cook played by divine joy Randolph, whose son has recently died in Vietnam. Um, and it's this really wonderful sort of heartwarming human comedy of the sorts that, you know, we don't see released in theaters anymore. Ooh, really, I feel like I'm going to hate this. You might. Um, but it, it feels like a seventies sort of throwback, yeah. like a Hal Ashby thing. He's, he's shooting for that territory. In I a think lot of I'm, ways. I, I've seen the trailer. Obviously we've, we've batted around screening this and we tried to go after it for the festival this uh-huh. year and got a no, uh, or got a, what we often get, which is a no answer at all. Um, which is basically a no, but it's a no that they don't even have the time to give us. Yeah. Um, I've been kind of annoyed by it already. And wow. so, I, yeah, I'm going to try to go in with an open mind, but I think I might hate this. I think it's wonderful. It, it looks like the texture, like the kind of vibe I got too uh-huh. was was like sideways meets funny pages. Is that fair? Uh, funny pages is a lot more raw. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, this is this is more polished in a lot of ways, it, but it does feel, you know, you do get the Ashby vibes, yeah. you do get the early seventies Altman vibes. You you know, 
they're they're playing in that register. Sure. Um, and whether you know you go for it or not, it is I think an earnest attempt at making that sort of movie that we just don't really see anymore. I hear you. Um, Maybe there's a reason we don't see it. Anyway, wow. you love this thing, yeah? Yeah, pretty pretty much loved it. Um, the the second movie that I, I really hope is going to be in in awards conversation because it is wonderful is a movie that I think you're more likely to go for the new film from Todd Haynes. Uh, oh yeah, I May, seen it December. Yet. Um, Excited to see. It. Is it just on Netflix then? It's going to be on Netflix um, on fri- this Friday as yeah. of our recording. When you hear this, it will already be on Netflix. It is a fucking trip. This movie is amazing. Um, I mean, produced and, by Christine Bichon. As that's always. right. Um, and um, reuniting uh, Haynes with his frequent star and collaborator Julianne Moore. Love her. Uh, love love Todd Haynes. Love Julianne Moore. Of course, the, the two of them together, you're always going to get something, you know, really special. This is no exception. Also working for the first time with Natalie Portman, who has perhaps never been better. Hence the May-December here, y'all. So, y'all getting it? Well, the, the idea is Portman is an actress who is in the preparations to play um, Julianne Moore in a movie. And right. Julianne Moore is essentially Mary Kay Letourneau. Like in the 90s, right. she slept with and uh, bore the child of an eighth grader. And when she got out of jail, they got married and they have lived so together this is ever Mary since. Jay. Yeah, this it's is... pretty much Mary Kay Letourneau. Uh, the, the boy here, you know, in his 30s, a father of like, you know, college age daughter and two twins who are about right. to graduate from high school played by a guy named Charles Melton. Um, Charles Melton is, is kind of an up and comer. He was on Riverdale. Um, like, I guess he's one of those CW sort of hot young things. Right. Um, he's fucking awesome in this movie too. Yeah. He more than holds his runtime on this two hours. Okay. Yeah. We're, and the screenplay is so dense and you have so much, you know, that's why, that's why I ask. I mean, this is like, this is a lot to unpack. It's right? a lot to unpack. And the screenplay just doles out information and keeps your sympathies ever fluctuating. Who is exploiting who? You know, what is this actress's, you know, what are her motivations here, so to speak? Um, and where it lands is really provocative. But it's also deeply entertaining, flirting with, you know, Haynes style camp in a lot of areas, including the musical score. Um, But God, I mean, it is just a great, great movie. Can't wait to see it. Uh, I think you'll really go for it. Uh, I loved it. I really loved it. And it's, you know, it's probably the best that Julianne Moore's been in a while. And I love Julianne Moore. It's, I think, the best that Natalie Portman's ever been. Um, So, you know, uh, with possible exception of like Vox Lux, which is a movie that I adore. Yeah. Yeah. I think repels most people. I actually like this film. I like Vox Lux. Yeah, it rules. It's great. So um, it went a little under the radar, I thought, more than did. anything. Yeah, it did. And the people who saw it hated it, but they're wrong. They're wrong. Um, and then the third one. Um, so I don't know if you've seen this, but AMC has been doing this sort of mystery screening program. Yeah, you program. talked about this last time, and I, I keep I keep missing it. I'll put yeah. it that way. So, so what, what did they have for you? Uh, this week's was an early screening of American Fiction, uh, which oh, cool. is yeah. And I saw you post about this, so let me ask you: uh-huh. This is every Monday, or it's just randomly just Monday, ran- every Mondays. couple of Mondays? I don't know gotcha. if it's once a month. This was like, well, they're doing another one 
uh, in like two, three weeks on December 11th. Yeah, which so I, you like this film. I thought it was really good. It's not as good. You know, I didn't love it as much the as The Holdovers or May, December. It is really funny. It feels like, and I don't know if you're going to go for this, it feels like a James L. Brooks style sort of family dramedy mixed with this laugh out loud satire of not only publishing, but this, you know, a, a black artist's frustrations yeah. with how black art is perceived yeah. in know, American culture. My first thought when I was watching the trailer is I was like, I got to take my students to see this. I yeah. teach at a historically black community college and, you know, they, they're going to, they're going to dig. First of all, some of the folks in it are, are uh-huh. names that come up a lot. Get Jeffrey Wright, the great get, Jeffrey get, Wright. Get tossed around a lot in class. And, um, and so, but anyway, and, and they, when I took them to see Killers of the Flower Moon, I mentioned this before, but they, they damn loved it. Yeah. They just loved it. Um, but I thought this might be a good little outing for us if the timing aligns, um, because I think that they're going to dig the hell out of this film. It's really fucking funny. I mean, it, it too, it's a first film. It was written uh, based on a novel by Percival uh, Everett um, and directed by a guy named Cord Jefferson. This is his feature debut. He He's a television writer who won an Emmy for uh, writing an episode of the Watchmen limited series yeah. a few years back. Um, but he came out of the, the gate really swinging. It's got, you know, it's got flaws. It's got issues. Sure. I don't love everything about it, but the cast is so good. Jeffrey Wright, Tracy Ellis Ross, Sterling K. Brown, uh, Adam Brody shows up as like an, you know, oblivious movie producer because of course, uh, John Ortiz is his agent. Um, it's really, really funny and really satisfying. This thing won the audience award at the Toronto film festival. And I can see why it is yeah. a crowd pleaser yeah. in a lot of ways, but it's also incisive. It's got, you know, it's got stuff behind the jokes. Well, you know, we may be having a special screening of this. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, T. Marie King, our programmer, T. Uh-huh. Marie King, brought this to me. We've got it on the calendar. We're waiting to kind Excellent. of to get everything lined up. So there's a chance that they would be a free preview screening. Another reason why you should be subscribing to our email letter yeah. and all that good stuff and watching us on socials in addition to that. Because I think once we throw these tickets out there, they'll go really quickly. I do, too. It is. I, I strongly recommend it. Um, and it's I think a real pleasure and it may not line up for us, but if it does, it's going to, it looks like it's going to line up probably at the end of December. Fantastic. Well, well worth seeing if you get the chance to see it. Uh, and then, yeah, I saw Thanksgiving. I liked fun. it. That's not an awards the, movie, obviously, but it's so fun. The first 10 minutes of this thing is a blast. Oh, I, think. I know. It's, it's nasty. I had to look away. But um, just a couple times, just for, just for a split second. There are some really good really kills. Fun. It's nice to see just a good old-fashioned slasher. On a holiday. Yeah, it's it's a little tongue-in-cheek, but it's not a comedy. It you know it It's self-aware, but not obnoxiously so. Um, and it really delivers on the gore and the fun. We and needed this film. We did need it. I <laughs> we mean, needed a Thanksgiving, like a true Thanksgiving horror. I just, you know, I want good old fashioned slashers like this. Just crank so them fun. out. They're cheap. I mean, and this soundtrack is obviously is great too. Yeah, I was is. really digging the soundtrack. Yeah. There were a couple of songs that I'm like, damn, I hadn't thought about that song in a long ass time. I think it might be my favorite Eli Roth film. Now. I can see that. It's really fun. I can see that. Um, and do you like Cabin Fever? I do like Cabin I Fever. Do too. Uh, and I like the hostels well enough. Um, yeah. but I think I, this might be I, this is, might be second to Cabin Fever for me. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, Cabin Fever is his first film, so it's very first film, you know? Yeah, this one goes on a little. I mean, I, there's about 10 minutes I'd like to see cut. Sure. But I, I, I had I a great that. time. I saw the drive in. Yeah. A lot of fun. I, I, I had a lot it's of fun. It's a great drive in film. I bet. Yeah, I saw it in a. 
fairly busy screening at, at the AMC. Cool. So, you know, good good for folks showing Crowds up for that. Crowds are back in the, the theaters have been pretty, pretty full. Yeah. Just Thanks, Taylor. Give us movies to show. And you sometimes people come out. Yeah, sometimes. Um, I haven't seen Napoleon yet. I'm really looking oh, forward to why. it. Hopefully, well, it's a little long. That's why. Well, not only is it a little long, but I don't know. Let's cast an American-looking, sounding being actor as Napoleon, I and then put everything rules. in English. I bet it's fucking shit. I will report back on Napoleon next shit. week. I bet. Does it's this great. movie look good to you, Brad? Fucking Joaquin Phoenix as Napoleon, they, and they've been ramming it down our throats. I, I can say this. Yeah, I saw the trailer and I was like, eh. They look shit, right? Oh, come on. Look, something's Spoil wrong with sports. this film. No distributor ever messages me 40, 50 times saying, please play this fucking movie. And that's basically what's happened with this thing. And I'm like, eh, you, something's wrong. Why are you trying to give me this gift? I don't <laughs> I don't want it. Something, this, this, something's oh, wrong. Oh, looking a gift horse in the mouth, huh? Well, oh, I... Yeah, I'm looking at a gift horse <laughs> in the face of Joaquin Phoenix as Napoleon. I'll not be seeing it. it shortly. I mean, not tonight. because You know what long. they do a lot in France? Speak English. Not... Wow. Okay. Well, we'll just let that sit there. We're leaving it there in the 90s. All right. Bye. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Side Talks podcast. I can't stop. I'm like Miley. We Uh are your own personal cinematic scrum diddly umptious strawberry hot chocolate and dreamy lemonade. And I'm not fucking kidding you right now, bitch. Okay. Well, what makes lemonade dreamy? Are you ready? Yeah. So IHOP continues here with the evil. I'll start with the scrum diddly umptious strawberry hot chocolate, which is hot chocolate flavored with strawberry syrup. No. Gross. Topped with whipped topping. No. A drizzle of chocolate sauce, and because again, we've got to use those ingredients as much as possible. That old, good old, ye old gold glitter sugar. Okay. And then get ready for the next layer of evil. Okay. The dreamy lemonade is prickly pear flavored lemonade. What the fucking A? Prickly fucking pear. Who? Somebody pulled this right up out of their ass. Like, straight up out of their ass. Like, what What flavor is nobody doing? The, ah, prickly pear. What the fuck does that even mean? Serve with a cream cheese icing rainbow sprinkle rum. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Let me repeat that for you. Oh, my God. Serve with a cream cheese icing rainbow sprinkle rum. Um, I'm not enthusiastic about that. They're just, that. just trying to bait all, all, just trying to bait the gay community. I don't. I Whoa. don't. I don't understand. Uh, I done said it. Could somebody explain that to I done me? Said it. Podcast it, at sidewalkfest.com. Explain <laughs> that to it. me. It is a on your little cup. Uh huh. There is a layer of icing that rims the cup. Uh huh. Then they roll it in sprinkles. Gross. Yeah, and for that's what lemonade. You call a cream We're mixing cheese lemonade and cream rango, cheese. Rainbow sprinkle rum. And this is not Pride Week, y'all. This is all for Wonka. And topped with a cloud of and cotton topped? candy. And then, this is my favorite part, they give a little suggest. Create your own magic by stirring the cotton candy into the lemonade. That's right. Create your own magic by doing that. By the way, I need everybody to know, because I know that everybody's done a U-turn to head toward their local (laughs) IHOP. You can't get this one to go. It is in it, it is in person only. It is in dining room only. Do they provide you with <laughs> insulin as well? I was going to say this is some serious diabetes. Or do you, do you have to bring you your own diabetes. insulin? You get diabetes immediately. Um, 
so I was prepared to say I wanted to be the lemonade because yep. I like lemonade. Yeah. But everything you just said. Yeah, I know. Is the worst thing I've ever. I heard. am a member of the gay community, so I will take the I will take the dreamy lemonade. But I don't love the hot chocolate either. <laughs> like you got no choice. It's it's hey, evil meet evil. What you gonna do? Yeah, I guess I'll take the hot chocolate because it's not viscerally repulsive. Yeah, I to hear me. that. Now, what I will say though, and I don't know how you land on this. When when I want hot chocolate, I just want hot I, chocolate. A hundred percent. Like I don't like all the shit. I do I it. actually like a little whipped cream. I don't mind that. I do like whipped cream. I don't mind a but marshmallow. But that's a classic. I don't mind a marshmallow. Yeah. That's a classic. I'd rather right. have the whipped cream over the marshmallow. But this is the thing. Sometimes shit is just fucking good. Right. Yeah. It's just good. We just leave it alone. You know to what? Hot you know what's fucking great? A piece of white fucking cake. Sure. With a little bit of icing. I also don't need your four-story fucking icing, bitch. Take it, <laughs> ram it up your ass. I just want a piece of cake with a little bit of icing. I just want a hot chocolate with a little bit of whipped cream. I don't need your fucking drizzle. I don't need your fucking sprinkle rum. I just want the fucking hot chocolate. Just because you can <laughs> add strawberry shit to hot chocolate doesn't mean you should, Willy Wonka. <laughs> my god listen i'm supposed to be out the door right now headed to pick up my girl at the airport i'm gonna let her know i couldn't because i had to go on a fucking lydia tar level <laughs> rant about hot chocolate and white cake yeah yeah you're course. welcome bitches um all right so we'll wrap this up thank you to Boutwell studios and brad thank you brad you're welcome and uh, visit us online at sidewalkfest.com or on social media at sidewalk film where you can see what we're showing at the cinema including our wonderful holiday series and so many other fun oh God, things listen, in store I, listeners i will give i will venmo you venmo you 10 dollars if you will send me an email that i can forward along to our front of house manager requesting a Cream cheese sprinkle rim. Do not do that. Beverage. One. I will Venmo you to never hear you say sprinkle rim ever again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Guess what? I'm making a t-shirt. I'm that's the next airbrush thing I bring you, Brad. All right, I'm down. Sprinkle rim. You are gonna regret that <laughs> offer because somebody is gonna do it. And then you're <sighs> we're first not, one. First one, I can't be affording all this shit, y'all. First one. Yeah, so no sprinkle, sprinkle rims. Rim. God damn it. All right, that's gross. Bye. But uh bye. bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.